when we remote viewed it, they were part of a craft. It was part of a ship. And in fact, there have been people who have tried to buy all of the sky stones, all of them. People who are very well connected because they know what it is too. The uh, Native Americans of the area talk about having dealings with the, uh, a race or a species of, of, of reptilian beings. Have you noticed the sun is way more white? It used to be orange. If you look more, at the sun now, it's, it's white. Yeah. It's white. So there is something going on with the sun. Imagine being involved in the story where you you found out that there were human beings underneath a base like this or whatever it was, and you're, you have to go in to try to save these people. I mean, who would ever believe you? Something very strange was occurring. So we were we were looking at it with remote viewing. And, and what we had seen was that this particular house underneath it uh, had a tunnel that ran underneath it. And the tunnels stretched into LA proper. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Metaphysical Podcast. We left off last time on a cliffhanger where we started talking about sightings of strange beings on Mount Shasta and the accounts from occult writers like H.P. Lovecraft about reptilian entities living beneath the earth. But if you thought that Lovecraft was just having nightmares, we found yet another 1930s article from the LA Times all about the history of these beings. Yes, the occultists worshiping this stuff were out of their minds, but were they mixing fact in with their fiction? Well, we're going to talk all about it. So join remote viewer John Vivanco and me, investigative researcher Rob Counts, for a show that's out of this world. And if you're listening to the Metaphysical Podcast or you're watching us on a video platform, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It's going to help us help us a lot. We really, truly appreciate it. And make sure that you like and subscribe wherever you are. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on all this amazing content. Thanks for uh, being with us, you guys, everybody listening. And uh, John, thanks for, thanks for being here as well. Love it. What How you doing? For the world. Good. Great. Yeah. Um, Can we talk lizard people? Oh, really? It's such a it's such a a sensitive topic these days. I mean, you're you're just it's a sensitive you get, topic. The lizard people. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people that think other people are crazy for even bringing that up, and and yet here we are finding strange articles from the 1930s that actually talk about, about this. Well, ah, you know, I don't look. It's funny though. It's funny how times change. I mean, I like we've you. You've researched UFO phenomena on your own, come to the conclusion that, whoa, there's something crazy going on here. These seem to be aliens. Uh, you know, I mean, you can literally make a case in a court of law based off of all the circumstantial evidence surrounding this phenomena being aliens. And yet the news media was always, oh, you crazy alien conspiracy theorists. None of this is real. Now they're like different tune. So things change quickly. Things change quickly, but the, the thing I find most disturbing about it is that somebody has to have somebody else tell them what it is and what it isn't. And if no, if, if somebody tells them not to believe in it, then they won't believe in it. If somebody tells them to believe in it, then they will believe in it. This well, is the part that drives me absolutely insane. So I don't think it's a stretch to say that there are alien reptilians in bases on this planet based off of like where we're going now with the UFO phenomenon. 
or circumstantial evidence that's right. actually out there that we found and we're going to show you guys in this episode. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I think I think people are <clears throat> I think we've been trained to to tune out or to turn it off. I mean, most of the people that that will tell a good friend about a sighting they've seen in the sky, the friend will even respond with. I believe you believe you saw what you saw, not like I believe you. It's like, I believe you believe what you saw, what you saw, right? That's like such an insulting thing to say to a good friend who's trying to tell you about something that they saw. Right, right. It's like, you want to make them feel bad, do that. I mean, it's, there's things that people, I mean, the, the Marfa lights, for instance, like no one can really put their finger on what's going on down there in Texas. And yet here we are with a strange phenomena with some lights in the sky. That's not really dissimilar to um the northern lights i mean right. it, different colors but and we don't know what the effect is but it's a, it's a strange phenomena you know so in the last episode we we were bringing up um you know a lot of these ties to to strange reptilian beings that have been reported um or talked about in different books and yeah we I mean, we ended up finding a 1934 LA Times article that specifically says lizard people's catacomb city hunted engineer sinks shaft under Fort Moore Hill to find maze of tunnels and priceless treasures of legendary inhabitants. I love it. I love it. <laughs> wow, though. Wow. I you mean, know? this is like this is Los Angeles Times once again. 1934 what is going on here <laughs> lizard yeah. people catacomb city under la what is just so strange about this is in our previous episodes we discussed that the uh, native americans of the area talk about having dealings with the, uh, a race or a species of 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 reptilian beings that were within the earth the, trading whatever you want to call it What'd you say? Yeah. Trading lard and salt. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, you know what, it's just, it's very interesting. Like what, and what's, so what's in this article? I mean, you, you know, you guys uh, are probably asking that question. It's such a bizarre article that, that we found here. G Warren Schufelt, a geophysical mining engineer was engaged in an attempt to wrest from the lost city deep in the earth below Fort Moore Hill the secrets of the lizard people of legendary fame and the medicine lodges of the American Indian. So the American Indians are being brought up here. Okay. He used cutting edge technology at the time in the form of radio x-rays to detect minerals and tunnels below the surface. It turned up catacombs and vaults that made up a vast city. So he's, he's measuring this from the surface, right? Like he's, he's yeah. A, he's using scientific he's a engineer. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> All right. He, he, so he used cutting edge technology in the time. I just said that again, it was in the form of uh, radio x-rays. Okay. So to detect these metals, right. this is how he found everything. Now his x-ray pictures showed up. It showed 37 priceless golden tablets with perfect angles. And, and they're documenting this with photos here in that article, you know, Shufelt met with a Hopi Indian, little chief Greenleaf, who told him the ancient story of how an advanced race called the Lizard People had built a massive underground city using powerful chemicals instead of shovels, and the city drained into the ocean. 
Okay, now the city was built to hide from a great catastrophe during which a wildfire came out of the southwest, destroying all life in its path and said to be several hundred miles wide. This happened about 5,000 years ago. The chief said that in the massive hills of Los Angeles, there are large rooms and labyrinths created to house a thousand of the lizard people's families. This 1934 article mentioned that these rooms and tunnels were built like a city. Huh. How did he get that information? I wonder as far as like, you know, why they were there. That was from the Hopi from the native people must be from, from chief Greenleaf. Yes. Yes. That's, that's correct. They stored food, herbs, and necessities to live in the catacombs for long periods of time. The key room was situated under South Broadway near Second Street in downtown L.A. The craziest part uh, is that today this is exactly where the L.A. Times building is located, John. <laughs> What's that tell you? I don't know what that tells me. It's weird, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, that might be something to look at in and of itself. You know, I haven't looked at this story. I've heard of this story for a long time, but I haven't looked at this story. Um, we have looked at something tangential that we can get to later. Um, but I would, I would suspect that the lizard people are still hanging out. In L.A.? In L.A., yeah. Okay, so this key room had a directory to all parts of the city, along with the golden tablets four feet long and 14 inches wide. She felt predicted they'd find the history of the Maya people on them, but that one particular tablet with the southwest co corner cut off would be a record of the origin of the human race. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting stuff. So the lizard people were highly advanced and incredibly smart, according to the Hopi chief. Their city was built with an advanced type of cement stronger than anything modern people could make. But why was he claiming this? Well, Schufelt said, my radio x-ray pictures of tunnels and rooms, which are subsurface voids, and of gold pictures with perfect corners, sides, and ends are scientific proof of their existence. However, the legendary story must remain speculative until unearthed by excavation, which sounds like someone doing his due diligence, strangely. Right. Think about it. Like, why say that even? If this is all just made up now, could that have been said to, you know, further the credibility of this story? Yes, but still interesting. Now, he had dug down 250 feet, but planned to go to 1000. Yeah. And um, yeah, we just released um, a very interesting series on so many different articles that we found related to this subject on rise.tv about whatever you want to call it reptoids the lizard people whatever i mean there's not just one of these articles out there swimming around that seem to allude to strange creatures of the night yeah. walking the earth or hiding <clears throat> under it right and this i mean this is like this story is is so fascinating because again you're you're like you've got this underground um, supposed civilization that was trying to escape a cataclysm. And well, this time it's, it's lizard people, you know, in Mount Shasta, it's giants in uh, 
Turkey, there's the location. Oh, what was the name of it? Ooh, I can't remember the name of it. Near Gobelekitepe, um, where they built a large underground uh, tunnels and rooms to house a whole civilization. Oh, Even right. cows. I remember seeing that. I can't remember right. the name of it either. Yeah, there it is. Turkey's Turkey. underground city of 20,000 people. Yeah. That was all to escape a cataclysm. And here you again, you have the same story. So you have this theme that shows up across cultures, across the world. And in remote viewing, this thing that shows up, it's always because of a major cataclysm that's happening across the earth. Of course, the time frames vary. And there could be more localized things that, that occur. Like in this case of LA, 5,000 years ago, you've got wildfires. I don't know why you go underground because of wildfires. I mean, talking about lizard people that probably came here on UFOs. Why don't they just like... So the city, I think, is the the ancient city. Darren Kuyu. Darren Kuyu. That's what yeah. it is. Darren, Darren Kuyu. Kuyu. That's the one in Turkey. Um, yeah, that one's really fascinating to remote view because that was that was probably around twelve to 15,000 years ago that they went under there. The, the ancient peoples knew that a cataclysm was coming. Now this one that we're looking at in LA, it's like, what's the, what's the deal at 5,000 years? This is really interesting. 5,000 years ago, you've got lizard people living in tunnels under the ground. Reminds me a little bit of the, the Nomali tribe, the Nomali tribe out of Sierra Leone, Africa, who have the, um, the statues of the reptilian figures. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, reminds me a little bit of that and how they worshiped these reptilian figures and said that they protected them from, well, there's two different stories. One of the stories is that the reptilians protected the people from the fallen angels. And the other story is that actually they have these, like Lindsay's showing a picture of one of the figurines. One of the figurines, if you can find it, you can see that you, they, it's got scales on it human face with scales all over. It's really clear as far as a reptilian goes. Um, so the other side of the story is that uh, the reptilians were cast down from heaven as fallen angels. <clears throat> when we looked at that particular story, the, the Nomali tribe and those statues, it was literally the reptilians that were the fallen angels and trying to convince the tribes that they were uh, gods and protecting, protecting them, them from fallen angels. Yeah. Because in that same area, the sky stone had been found, which was a blue stone that we've talked about before. The sky stone was a material that nobody knows what it's made of, um, analyzed by the GIS and nobody knows what it's made of. And it's the only thing like it on earth. And so it was so found underground. Is there a pictures of this thing? The sky, the sky stone? stone. Yeah. Yeah, you can look. You can look up. Can, the sky can we stone. pull? Can we pull that up? Because, um, yeah, okay. So the the this sky stone was found where exactly? Well, the Nomali tribe directed some modern uh, treasure hunters, diamond hunters, to the area where they knew of this blue stone that uh, they didn't know what it was, and it was underground, buried kind of like just under the surface because it had covered up. They had covered it up. So the sky stone um, was found in that area in, uh, in the Nomali, where the Nomali tribe lived. Interesting. And, and they've known about the stone for a very, very long time. 
and there's, now there's, a, there's a bunch of these stones. It's not just one, right? There's a not bunch. Just one, right? Okay. And so the sky stone is like a substance, actually. Right. But they, they haven't figured out what it is, is what you're right. saying. Right. Right. And so the Nomali tribe, who has those statues, figurines of the reptilian aliens, what they say was that the the reptilian aliens attacked and shot, like took care of the fallen angels. And, and part of the, the structure from the fallen angels was the sky stone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's coming from the Nobili tribe. The other part of this is that when we remote viewed it, it was actually the other way around where the sky stone was part of some spaceship, some alien UFO that was of higher vibration. And, and it was when they were done using the ship, these reptilian beings had attacked it and basically destroyed it to make them look like they to were gods look like they were gods mm. right yeah yeah and so no one knows what this sky stone substance is no one knows no they just you know you can actually look at gis reports uh gemological institute reports where they talk about what it's made of and how strange that is um you know, when, when I've held them before and they feel um, very lightweight, super lightweight and plastic, plasticky almost. Wow. Um, and and when we remote viewed it, they were part of a craft. It was part of a ship. And in fact, there have been people who have tried to buy all of the sky stones. All of them, people who are very well connected because they know what it is, too. Because uh, it's a very. So this just goes experience. back to our previous episode where we were talking about these, like these elite elitists with a lot of money right. who delve into this stuff, and right. they're talking about it in closed circles, but not right. out in the open like they were in the 1930s. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. And then you know, I mean, it's the reptilian thing again too. So the lizard people, you know, the the reptilian people, not not exactly like on the up and up, it seems, in a lot of these stories. The Hopi seem to relate them in a, in a positive light. Um, I don't know why they'd be living underground in LA, but whatever. There is a story, though, that came, that was, was a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, looking into this one story of, this was in LA, actually, actually going into the um, suburbs around LA, where there was a story of, of um, reptilian beings that were coming in and out of uh, a closet in this person's house, and they okay. were trying to document it, right? This sounds like a weird movie or something. Right. Like, how right. could this even be real? How could it even be real? Well, this was like, this was coming through a friend of mine that was working um, for a UFO, for MUFON, basically. So, so, but it was like off, off the books investigation, move off of the books, kind of uh, not, not completely a move on investigation because there had been signs around uh, the house and the individual that this was occurring to them. Something very strange was occurring. So we were, we were looking at it with remote viewing and, and what we had seen was that this particular house underneath it uh, had a tunnel that ran underneath it and the tunnels stretched into LA proper, right? 
into LA proper where these beings were moving underneath the surface of modern day Los Angeles and then somehow coming up through this person's house in through their closet and then doing whatever they wanted to them, genetic, you know, taking DNA, whatever, and then leaving again. And so, so, I mean, look, as, as ridiculous as that sounds, that's, you know, what the remote viewing data had said. So I tend to believe this story just, you know, right off the bat because of what we've already seen with regard to modern day reptilians in, you know, Los Angeles. So I don't know, take it or leave it. That's crazy. So, and yeah. what's so weird is like the, these stories, these, you hear them across the world of houses that were built over something. And then someone knocks down a wall and sees that there's tunnels right. or something. I mean, if you like, there was this one story I was listening to a friend tell me about, you know, Durango, Colorado, where there are these houses, nice houses, and all of these houses had these tunnels that led down into the downtown area. Because apparently, like, the guys would sneak out of their homes at night, go into the tunnels, get into downtown, and they would be meeting with, you know, like going to the town brothel or whatever it was. Well, right? yeah, I mean, it, what it wasn't the Playboy Mansion in L.A. connected Ellen, underground to like some of some movie stars houses? Yeah, uh, I believe uh, Roman Polanski was one of them. Right. But it was like, but so, there, well, and, and this was just to be clear, these were architectural drawings that were found about the Playboy Mansion that we're bringing up here that basically go down the street to different people's right. homes. So that they could have a tie in. But that's very strange. I mean, you know, creating like the amount of money that would take to get a, a tunnel in here. You know, it's a, it's not that's not a small amount of money. What are you going to do with all that dirt? Yeah. I mean, just there's a lot of questions here. Right. Yeah. But but this is yeah, this is the 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 architectural drawing of this. That's crazy. Yeah. And I you know, I I, I tend to think that. Well, Wait, whose house did that say that that was? What's that? Warren Beatty. Warren home. Beatty was it? Yeah. So it may have been Warren Beatty and not Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski is all over L.A. just because of Sharon Tate and everything. But I think I remember his name being involved. Could be completely wrong. But Warren Beatty, that's very disturbing. <laughs> Wait, where did these uh, okay, there's come the, from? Mr. J. Khan residence. Mr. J. Nicholson residence. Jack Nicholson and James Kahn there, uh, according to this. And that's like Kirk Douglas down here, southbound tunnel to Mr. Kirk Douglas's residence. That's crazy. big, big names in Hollywood there. Where do big. these come from? Where do these where do these uh, blueprints come from, though? Do we know? <laughs> I can't remember anymore. Honestly, Maybe they're like the old lizard tunnels. It's old. from it, Lindsay is saying that it's from the Playboy website, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny yeah here, here this is the playboy website so You're there were tunnels, celebrity homes below playboy mansion <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so funny what well the heck? you know i mean hefner there's a lot of you know speculation about hefner and what he was doing right. there but that's outside of the scope of of an even weirder topic, which is reptilians. 
How do we separate the two? (laughs) As weird as that story is about coming through someone's home like that, tunnels into a person's house. I mean, these are things historically that are not even like just human beings doing this stuff. Never mind if, if there's somebody with technology or something like that. So the possibility is there, but you know, um, Hopi Indians having a long mythos around this is very interesting and it being corroborated by this article. Right. Also very strange. And I mean, you were remote viewing. I mean, what are these creatures doing genetic research on people around the Shasta area? I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, are they the same? Is it the same sort of, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of different groups of these types of beings in general. Um, What I don't know if these 5,000 year old, basically reptilians that were hiding under LA are the same as the ones that are around now. I just don't know. I mean, Look, if the Hopis say they're nice, uh, that might be a different tribe. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? What we see around Shasta, what we see around like Dulce, you know, the whole Dulce firefight, uh, as well as why a lot of people go missing is because of these types of beings. Um, Like the Mount Shasta ones, we do get the same sort of, who knows what the variability is on their physical characteristics. Right. To me, they would all just look like lizard people. But with them, they could probably tell like who's a good one, who's a bad one, just based on maybe, you know, what they look like. So what we have right now, like like, for instance, Dulce, New Mexico, you know, the whole story of the firefight at Dulce, where it was supposed supposed to be that the military had gone in in a secret operation because they had found out that there were um, people lots of people being held deep underground in a base by aliens and doing horrendous things to them, genetic experimentation, stuff like that, Um, deep underground. So, so that's the story is the rescue of them, the firefight at Dulce. You know, when we looked at that, there was absolutely a lot of truth to it, that this, this, something like this did truly occur. And then you get to Mount Shasta and it's like the same kinds of beings that are doing the same kinds of things taking people and and using them for whatever they want to use them for. Um, so this is also why there have been a lot of reports in Canada as well of native tribes, native peoples disappearing, especially native women disappearing. And looking into a lot of these cases, it's because they're being taken, taken into these areas, which is, it sounds absolutely outlandish. You know, and, and, and anybody out there who says stuff like aliens are getting our women and children and putting them into underground bases and doing experiments on them. It's like it's like going before your city council and like, you know, you know, telling the city council in some sort of public, you know, it just sounds absurd. It's like what crazy yeah. people do. It's what crazy people talk about. But what are you supposed to do when that's when your remote viewing data says is happening? When you remote view this stuff, when that's man, uh, when before that's you didn't believe it, but look at Michael Sala, Dr. Michael Sala, longtime exopolitics, uh, UFO right. alien researcher. He, like one of the first things that he did is that he he dug super deep into the whole firefight at Dulce thing. He believed that it was totally true, and so he wrote this I think fifteen hundred page 
document on, on how these aliens were keeping people, abducting people and keeping them in underground bases, right? And he presented that to some, I think it was like a United States or UN ethics board, right? Like he was so adamant and, and so sure of this that he literally presented his document to somebody within the, the, the like a UN organization, I think it was, to stop this from happening, right? And, and what we see, what we've seen is, is literally what Michael Sala had detailed out in his report, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like when you, when you research this, yeah. for someone like Dr. Sala to be absolutely convinced by this and to go do something like that is pretty astounding. But that's what you feel when you become convinced that this is true, that people need to know about this. But you sound like the biggest nutbag in the world. Well, yeah, but then, you know, the same people that would call that person a nutbag would be the first person to line up at the movies to watch a story like that play out on the big screen. Right. And it's right. it's interesting. Like, that's like the only way it seems sometimes this stuff actually gets out into the public is through these fictional stories, which is why the case that I've been making for HP Lovecraft is the way that it is, because right. like I'm trying to understand <laughs> how this is possible i love that you know i think Lindsay really loves this picture <laughs> like anytime so, anytime someone just mentions lovecraft the picture automatically appears unless yeah, this is lovecraft got, doing it she's got it preloaded <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing right now um yeah it's it's oh, um, man. Lindsay. yeah it's, it's a strange thing i mean you know how his lip is just you know quivering every picture he's taking yeah his mouth uh, is crying his eyes are going what am i looking at <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's creepy um yeah and but that's just the thing is you know these stories really i mean imagine being involved right. in the story where you you found out that there were human beings underneath a base like this or whatever it was and you're you have to go in to try to save these people i mean who would ever believe you it's a story that would never see the light of day it would die either with you during the the you know mission or after long after and no one would ever believe you you couldn't even talk about right. it you'd just be well you know it was it was it was thought that um ross perot you remember ross perot he was like uh Billionaire Tech. guy that ran for president against what was it? Uh, Bush, one of the Bushes. Right, right. But it was thought that Ross Perot actually organized that assault, convinced and organized a bunch of people in government and military to go and rescue those people. Wow. Yeah. And I have some backdoor evidence that perhaps it was. Now who he was a who was Ross Perot? He was a billionaire, right? Obviously, I right. know that. But what was he a billionaire from? And how would he have gotten wind of this and funded this and or helped organize this? This is this might be a good show. Might be. So he was yeah. actually into electronic data systems. Yeah. Systems. Interesting. I never looked into this before. And he's a good old boy. He's from Texas, Texarkana. Wow, that's that's the Far East over there. It, it is like in some circles that the conspiracy goes into Ross Perot, like um, um, pulling together. I think he was what wasn't he in the military at some point? 
pretty high up in the military. He, he, he may have been, but what's yeah. interesting is his, his computer systems revolved around what seems to be like he may have caught wind from being involved in the type of work that he was in. I mean, who knows right. what kind of government contracts he had, et cetera, right. that right. made him aware of these things. So there's a potential story there. He was in the Navy, actually. He right. was. Right. Well, you know, the, the, the other thing, too, is that I had a friend who who would connect up with whistleblowers and then try and release their stories. And I don't know if he's still doing it these days, but um, he had this one guy talking about how um, they would go and search and destroy. They've been doing search and destroy missions on underground um, hibernation areas because of the, the reptilian type beings, the reptilian aliens, because what this person said was that apparently um, a lot of them have gone into hibernation now deep underground because the uh, there's changes in the sun. And currently the changes in the sun don't cooperate with their body type that well. And so that is something that they what are looking feel- for. What would that be, though? Like, what I don't know, some type of frequency. I mean, have you noticed the sun is way more white? Like, like now it used to be orange. If you look at the sun now, it's it's white. Yeah, it's white. So there is something going on with the sun. I don't know if it's the sun or the atmosphere. No idea. Something going on there. So, so that's what was said about this: is that they're on search and destroy missions because they're in hibernation. And they can go down there and, you know, get rid of them. I don't know if that's true or not. We never looked into it. But I do find it kind of fascinating, interesting, because you hear a lot of these, like, stories from the edges of military. Well, like the Afghanistan stuff um, of, of, of looking for um, giants underground, even, that are still alive. Right. right? So you hear these yeah. things, different renditions, different beings, et cetera, et cetera. So you don't know if they're true or not, but. I don't know. And I mean, there is this whole conspiracy, I guess you could say, about some officials actually being these things, like some people in charge of entire countries or uh, royal blood having some type of shit, like people seeing shifts and claims that these families are actually hiding themselves with human bodies and they're actually, you know, right. Reptilian beings. I mean, what do you think about that? I think that, well, considering what I've seen, uh, there's something weird there that is related to that because I've seen pupils change. I'm not talking about digitized video like problems, <laughs> you know, right. where, 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 where something yeah. like that. Yeah. Where, and everybody claims it's a reptilian. I'm talking about in physical life with a physical person in front of me, seeing physical changes happen to a person's face and then switch back. Like I've seen that before in front of me, what it is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it did look reptilian. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. And it's weird that there's so many people convinced of that as well, you know, right. like and and with the way that the media is and everything, you know, I'm more likely to believe there's some truth somewhere in between there. Right. I don't know what, but well, yeah, you know, I think it was David Icke that really popularized a lot of that. 
in, in yeah. modern culture, like shape-shifting aliens are in charge of everything here. And right, that the, the queen is a shape-shifting alien, stuff like that. So, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's, he popularized that. And so that really like made its way deep underneath the skin of the conspiracy world, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I've even seen that weird thing happen though. And I, you know, like, my my mind is way more open, I think, than most people's because of everything that I've seen. And so it would it would allow that into my own personal experience, I think. Whereas if somebody did see it that didn't believe in any of it, what would they do? How often does this stuff truly happen and people just don't recognize it? Well, what if I there mean, are? Right. What if there are hiding within our skin? Or like, what would you do if an actual you like go into your basement and a reptilian comes through like some tunnel you didn't even know was there or something like what would you right. do? I mean, that's what if what if your best weird... friend is a reptilian hiding in human skin? <laughs> I don't know. What if that's you're a reptilian, Rob? I think that's my point. I'm trying to I'd, get to a point here. I'd be a really, really. I don't Bad know. Reptilian. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know because I've seen physical manifestation of something before in, in people. We're talking like physical. So I can't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange, it's a strange topic. And it's even stranger that the LA Times had an entire article in the 30s about this. I mean, what else is really going on? And how far does that really reach? Um, but that's not the strangest thing. And you might think that it is, but it's not. I really think that the weirdness, some of the weirdness around the Mount Shasta area, um, centering around St. Germain has to be some of the more bizarre topic of conversation that we're going to be getting into in the next episode. Hold on to your hats for that, because this is a very, very weird we're, we're starting to have now i mean we've gone through everything we've gone through ancient civilization ufos strange anomalies strange lights weird mists and here we are at alleged immortals and a supposed in, saint and a supposed saint and living their days out in the mount shasta area allegedly so we're going to in the next episode get into all of that and see just how far that rabbit hole goes. So we'll see you then, and hope you guys thought this episode was as out of this world as we did.